Welcome to the Film Nook Podcast, where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. I'm one half the Film Nook, Robert Carr. We're also joined by the other half of the Film Nook, Richard Scott. How you doing? And then we're actually not joined by the third official, unofficial member this week, Christian Foreman, because he's in Edinburgh, I think. We're actually Soon joined by our good friend, actor friend, Daniel Lemon. Yeah, standing in for Big K. Big K dog, he's standing <laughs> in. Um, just in 10 seconds, tell us who you are, what you do, what you like doing. Right, well, uh, actor stroke writer from the northeast, as you two fine gentlemen. Uh, first met Rich and Rob doing a fine film known as Corpse, and we've uh, stayed making the magic one shot at a time ever since. He knows the tagline. He does. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. anyone listening to the podcast watches the YouTube channel, which should be everyone, because I don't think anyone migrates from the podcast to the YouTube. Yeah. Um, They'll have seen Dan on a bunch of BTS yeah. episodes, and especially if you've well. been following Nowhere to Go. Uh, he's on like every yeah. single BTS thing where we're like, yeah, we're going to be doing it this we're time. Ready. <laughs> we're ready. Yeah. It's getting made. We're, we're making our next show film will be Nowhere to Go, which we've yeah. tried to make three, four times or something a couple of years ago as well. So uh, Dan's the lead in that. So yeah. we'll be seeing more of him on the channel. Um, I'm going to start off with a fact like I do every week. Uh, it's a film fact because this is a filmmaking podcast. Um, if you didn't know, you can tune out now if you, if you thought it was going to be something else. Um, in Incredibles 2, it features the first time an animated uh, protagonist is using a gun. All right. Is that right? Yeah. So it's Elastigirl uh, and she uh, she shoots a, shoots a lock on the door. Ah. She does. I only watched that recently. I can't remember yeah. the scene. But yeah. Fair enough. Um, um, I normally do, we normally do a fact off. Um, Christian normally has the other fact. So we have a competition. So Dan, what is your film fact? All right, well, I came, you, I came you, prepared for Johnny Dog, or can I use my Johnny Dog or fact because it was too early? You uh, can, but you need to keep your, your mouth closer. All oh, right. So, Seth Rogen featured in the film. Yep. Little cameo. That was his first ever line in a feature movie. And it is, I like your boobs. <laughs> oh, man. So we have a fact off, it's versus the fact, but I know which fact's going to win this. Boobs wins this. Yeah. Boobs wins every so time. Dan wasn't prepared at all. I didn't actually prompt him about that. I do like that fact about Incredibles too, yeah. though. So that's the first Pixar film where they used a firearm. Yeah. Where the Ever. protagonist uses a firearm. Ah, right, okay. So it's just a shooter lock, though. It's not a shooter bagger. Yeah. Ah, so You can see why they'd want to keep it out of animated movies, but... Yeah. Ah, so, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my fact. Uh, let's know what we're doing on this podcast, Richard. Right, this week uh, in News and Views, we're going to be discussing a new short film and the difference between a £300 and £5,000 camera setup. In you haven't seen that, we'll be discussing how Donnie Darko achieved the film look by dissecting its filmmaking properties. If you want to ask us any questions or comments, you can find us at The Film Look on Twitter or you can email us uh, thefilmlook at gmail.com. We've got Facebook, we've got. We do have Snapchat, we've never opened it, so if there's any archive things on there, we might install it and see what people have been sending us over the years. Just do Instagram stories. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's what the new kids are doing now, Rich. Yeah. Yeah, if you just want, if you want to hit us up on um, what's that thing Casey Neistat did, and then didn't you be on Bing on Beam? Beam. <laughs> you, can, you can fax, you can email, <laughs> you can you can do all people, that. Yeah. If you've got, you don't know our address, so don't send us any post. Um, well, Rob, why don't you get us started with the news? I forgot the jingle. News and views. We, um, that we told it. Dan that uh, before we started. Well, Rob said no jingles, and this is reasons why. Yeah. yeah. News and views. Was a, da, 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 da. The news. There was an extra couple of dings in there, I think. But, oh, um, prison yeah. John? 
See, this is where you need Big K. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to get started with news and views. That's what it is. Um, first is a new short film from a channel called D4Darius. We really like his channel, been following for a few years. I've mentioned lots of his videos on this as well. And this is just a film he's got out. Uh, it's 2 minutes and 19. It's called Peanut Butter and Jelly. And it's just a, it's a nice little short. Um, it's There's some behind the scenes of how he shot it by himself. Uh, in two days so he went to the location the day before um kind of did a bit of a test shoot walked through with the actors and it's just about um no spoilers it's it's literally just about someone making a making peanut, a sandwich making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich which we don't actually have here in the uk peanut it's, butter jelly time yeah it's it's not it's not really a thing okay. um so go check it out uh like it says it's behind the scenes of that as well um the other main thing i want to talk about there's a video from channel Pablo Strong, what a great name that is. Uh, his U- YouTube channel, he does uh, lots of stuff with photography, but he's got a, a video out which is the 5D Mark One versus w- which came out around about 14 years ago versus the 5D Mark Four, which came out about a year ago. The price difference is uh, you can pick the the camera body up for about 150 quid. Uh, for the Mark One, for the Mark Four, it's around about five thousand pounds. So there's a big difference, right? Obviously, it's fourteen years um, difference as well. And what he does, he puts them to the test. But instead of doing, you know, scientific measures and and shooting in a studio, he goes out and shoots street photography. He, he is a street photographer. Um, he's got lots of videos of where he goes around London and take pictures of people, but he interviews them as, as well. Um, he's got a great one about um, asking a guy in North London about what he does and his philosophy on life. Um, and his mom says that, uh, he says, get a job where you don't need to think and it'll make you happy. And he, he the, the guy went, so what did you do? He says, I just thought. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty, this was just homeless man on the street. Uh, but he, he goes around and interviews these, but he tests these two cameras and, um, long story short, in that environment, you know, it's a overcast day. Um, he's shooting on both cameras, the same portrait, there's no dif- difference. Mm. There's a little bit difference in, like, the depth and probably the focal length. But between the two things, the, between the two cameras, there's no difference. It just go into more detail and go, you know, well, if you do need the, the new one's got a fast auto focus, it's got, you know, it's got, it has got better low light features. But in certain situations, if you just wanted to get into photography, the 5D Mark One was the best camera at the time. Right. So why, if you just get into it, go out and buy that camera because you'll learn so much on it. It's so accessible. Um, and it, like it says, it's a really good camera. That's the one that doesn't do video. The Mark II what really started the, so it, the video revolution. It takes the same picture. It takes the same the picture. The next one just same takes color. the same picture better. Yeah. It, well, or faster, faster. Or more efficiently. It, which is kind of like with every technology now, like phones and stuff. Um, he says the 5D Mark One got it right the first time. Right. So now it's just the incremental okay. features. That makes um, sense. There is a lot more into the new one with the autofocus and uh, the colour science is the same though. The quality is the same. Obviously the, the 4, Mark IV has a bigger megapixel. You can blow them up bigger but there's not too much difference in quality. So if you're just getting into photography, obviously this won't work for video. Um, go out and get the Mark One. The Mark Two is a little bit more expensive, so you like get you could get that because at least you're getting the the video side of it as well, which yeah. really started off, you know, the video revolution, and it's probably the reason that we're sitting here right now because it becomes so accessible to filmmakers. But this is so accessible to, for photographers. I found it too interesting, and I've I've watched a bunch of his videos now. Like it says about street photography, which is something that I don't think I could do. Walk up to people, and I mean, in London, it's probably 
a little bit more acceptable because there's so many people. Oh well, everyone just wants to be famous. Yeah, yeah so. so you just you just kind of you just go up to them and take a picture, and some people will say no and tell you where to go, but some people will say yes, and you get some good photographs like he does. So yeah, that's just the news and views this week. Some um, like it says, short film. Go and watch that and that video about um, camera comparisons. So that's the end of news and views. Da 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 da. News and views. Da 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 da. It's pretty close. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting yeah. there. Yeah. It's close. Well, usually we have trivia. I say usually we haven't had trivia in like months. Christian usually sorts a trivia challenge out. He's not here. Even when he is here, hardly does it anyway. <laughs> so we're going to skip straight on to. You haven't seen that? I haven't seen it. Where we're going to be dissecting the filmmaking properties of Mad World. Donnie Dargo. Donnie Dargo. Yeah, Tony Taco. Yes, I was like, Mad World, what's that? Did I watch the wrong film? Mad World, let's see you there. There's the music. (laughs) This is also Echo and the Bunny Man, The Killing Moon. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) We're in a mad world. We're in a mad world. So Donnie Darko Donnie is a Darko. 2001 film written and directed by Richard Kelly. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a troubled teenager and he's plagued by visions of a man in a large bunny suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre accident. He's also called Frank, Yes, I do believe. That's one of the most sort of low view aerial overshot of the film, but yeah. That's what IMDB says. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, but- um, I'm okay with that. So you've seen this. this You've is, seen this a bunch. This is one of my favourite movies. This is one of those small collections of films that made me want to be an actor. Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor, yes. But this movie, amongst a few others, were like... Yeah. You look, suggested it this week because we yes. knew you were coming on quite early. Yes. Um, it's my jam. Rob, have you, have you seen this before? Uh, no, the only thing I knew about this was the photograph of him sitting in the cinema with the bunny behind ah, him. Yeah. That's all I knew about. And uh, lots of people talk about. Yeah. That's, you know, kind of in kind of cult factors in a way that like you should see it. So. It's definitely a cult movie. It had like a, a terrible box office release when it first came out. Yeah. I think it broke budget, but not by much. Right. Uh, it had Sundance and it was like a two and a half hour long. So the director had to produce a director's cut version. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it turned out there. But when it had its uh, release in the UK, it just it went off because obviously UK artists are more, uh, you know, into the movies. <laughs> so we got it and um, we just loved it. And it went from there. Then it's DVD release and everything like that. It made its money tenfold. Yeah, I'm right. sure it won like awards for the DVD oh, yeah. release it, yeah. for the special features stuff like that. Yeah. So it didn't win like theatrical, but it won like yeah. awards for the special features on the yeah. DVD and stuff. Well, I remember the special features. I remember playing around with them when I had it on DVD. God, I'll have been so young at the time. But you know, to really understand the movie, you had to go in and um, and read the special features. Grandma Death's book is on there. Haven't you understand? Oh, really? Why? IMDB is just an oversight. All right. Yes. Well, on IMDB, it's it's top rated movie two hundred and twenty four. Mm. So it's in the so it's in the top two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so right, a cool. lot of people consider this one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'd seen it properly. Um, I'm not going to say that I didn't like this film because I didn't. Mm. But I'm <laughs> certainly not going to say that I got it. Yeah. And I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um. What I'm hoping for, Dan, because yeah. I know you really like this film, I want you to convince me why it's a great movie, why you love it so yeah. much, and yeah, I want you to retell it so I can I can enjoy it as much as you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
I'm not going to lie as well. I'm in the same boat as Rich. Yeah. The exact same boat. But we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into the, the reasons. Um, should we go... So, should we just go straight into the story? Should we just jump into it? Yeah. If you want to. Start off with the story and the character do development. We, do we have time <laughs> to talk about all of this stuff? Well, Dan Dan probably knows like a really good way to explain the story. Oh, but God. Rob, if you want to explain it first... <laughs> Okay, right. Um, we'll, we'll try and explain. Right, so yeah. you got you got you, Donnie Dargo. You got Donnie Dargo. He is wakes up on a road. Yes, and then he goes home. Um, and, and then it, stuff and then happens, and then and an airplane crashes into the house. All right. Well, right. So Donnie Dargo is um, he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. He has got um, as we find out, he's got schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, he you know he goes to the therapist and uh, he's got. He's clearly got troubles. He doesn't sleep. He wakes up in random places. His parents accept that. They kind of just go, oh, where did you go last night? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, and weird stuff starts to happen. Yeah. And then Dan is going to fill us in on the rest. Right. So, so what happens after that? I, I, I'll just say, I understand why you've watched this and you've, you know. You it's only it. the first time I've I'm seen it. I'm not going to say I don't like it, but I don't. Right, it's, it, it's a difficult film to get. It really is. And it took me so many watches and going away and reading Grandma Death's book, which is a key feature of the film and stuff, to yeah. get what's going on. Because you've seen, like, you've got Donnie's schizophrenia, right? That's the most obvious talent of the movie, which is kind of what IMDb play, is playing on there, right? Yeah. You've got this troubled kid who disappears, wakes up on a golf course. You're like, what's going on? He's taking his pills. He's going to a psychologist. He sees Frank, who terrified the living hell out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, and imagine as a kid, Oh, he my God. Well, I watched yeah. this movie and I was like nine years old, something like that, nine, yeah. ten. Um, terrifying. But the underside of that is when is what you realise later on is that it's about parallel universes. Yeah, and it's existing, and there's the tangent universe that gets created. So at the end, the simplest explanation of it is: is the entire film's about merging these two universes together. Yeah, it right? feels a bit like Lost. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and then because there's like a plane crash and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's a fan theory. theory. Yeah. They did it long. first. They did it first. Right. Right. So it's about merging these two universes together. Right. Yeah. And you know Frank. Uh huh. Frank He's is the rabbit. He is the big scary rabbit. Is Donnie's guide. Okay. Yeah. And he is what's known as the reanimated dead. Because when Donnie knocks him down and kills him in the alternative universe, he gets kind of taken out of the timeline. Yeah. So he's able to pass between these timelines. And the end scene is when you see Donnie sitting there laughing and the, he dies. Spoiler alert. Um, he's merged the universes together. Yeah. And that's why he's happy. Because he's, he's essentially saved Save the, universe. The, the real timeline. Because if he doesn't, everything ends. Right. Okay. Confusing enough for you? It is. I mean, I, I like the complexity of it. What I dislike is that it it's so far away from explaining it really well yeah. that I'm wondering whether it was just a coincidence. I think some people have read it like that, you know. And that's why some people prefer to just be like, well, is he not just crazy? However, however, in the director's cut version, there's a scene where the psychologist turns around at Donnie yeah, Darko and says, and says, um, your pills are just placebos. You're not crazy. They're yeah. just sugar and water. But with him having schizophrenia, mm. would he, could, could that just be his own mind making that up? Well, not if the psych... The point of that, though, is that the psychologist is turning around and saying you don't have schizophrenia. But you- is this film from the point of view of Donnie? 
Well, is it so? Can we trust anything that's going on to a full reality? Well, that that's just it. There's multiple readings to the film. Yeah. Is it schizophrenia? Is it mental health? Or right. is it actually multiple timelines? Yeah. But the whole time travel narrative of the film is yeah. the the most important aspect. Yeah. So you've got to look at it in that context. Yeah. And you've got to see it as this is, and you can track the exact points if you rewatch it and you understand this. You can track the exact points where the timeline diverges. It's all normal. It's all fine. But Donnie has to die. He has to die, otherwise the world ends. And that is the whole penultimate. Yep. Like, the, 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 you've heard the whole Christ-like narrative that goes on with this movie. Right, yeah. He sacrifices himself to merge the timelines together. Okay. Yeah. That's my reading anyway, bro. I mean, what I like about this film in terms of its writing is the fact that you can, anyone can read it their own way. Yeah. Like, it's not a language that's really expressed yeah. in film. You know, usually with a film, you read it one way, it's in one language. But this has like a bunch of visual languages all in one thing. I think I'll probably enjoy it more the second time I watch it. It's definitely a grow. And I'll definitely enjoy it maybe like the the fifth or sixth time I watch it when I'm really frustrated and you're like, right, you're going to come around mine and we're going to sit down (laughs) and I'm going to explain it here. Bit by bit. (laughs) But it's like, you know, Inception where he spins the the drill at the end or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it's like, everyone was like, "Oh, oh my God, is it... Is he back in the real universe? Is he not? I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's one small twist right at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie Dark was just a continuous. There is a definitive uh, thing about Inception. He did come out recently and says that every scene that um, this is a completely different film, um, <laughs> but I, know, I think I know more about Inception than this one. Every scene that uh, Michael Caine's in is real life. Right, I, but that that quote is strange though because Michael Caine asked him, "I don't understand if we're in a dream or in reality." Yep, he and says, he replied every, to him, every everyone you're that you're up, in yeah, is every, real, yeah. but a dream is real when you're in it. Mm. So maybe he was saying that to help him no, get yeah, along I don't, with it. I, don't think he, I can't, Mr. Bruce. I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. A, I, th- I think is a... Um, I can't you do this to yourself, Rob. <laughs> Calm down. I, I just think is a, is a, he's directing the actor then. Right. He's not directing the character because Michael Caine needed to know. So you need to go, no, you're actually not in the real world. Anyway, we'll get back to Donnie Dargo. <laughs> um, and like you says, with Donnie with Don Dargo, you can read it many different ways. Yeah. Um, it's similar to um, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. You can read that many different ways. I do think that has a bit more of a clear definition of what's going on with this. Um, like, I love time travel. It's mm. one of my favourite types of... Um, Travels. Travels, yeah. I love to time travel. Um I love traveling, time traveling especially. <laughs> especially, um, but I I don't see this as a time travel movie because the way I understood it was by watching a video of someone explain it to me. Yeah, and normally I'm I'm quite good at getting these things. Yeah, um, and with the whole different world and reality, and he is dead, but he's not, and he sees the bunny way too early on. I and with the director's cut with him saying that with the, the pills and stuff I, I watched that and it's one of those films where I'm like I don't think there's a clear enough direction it was somewhat hindered probably by like you says the studio went you need to cut this down Yeah. to tell a story if that scene was left in it would be like it's clear now okay yeah, he okay. is this is the decision this is the decision yeah. but we're taking those elements out it's yes I do I, I do like films where you, you can go in many different directions yeah I just think with this one, you're going. It loses. It'll lose so many people in that first. Oh, watch. without a doubt. And unless you're willing to sit through it like eight or nine times, like yeah. I did, and you go away, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so true. And like you go away and you read Grandma Death's book, which is like the book that he picks up from the old woman, right? In there, it explains 
what the reanimated dead is, so what yeah. Frank is, what the um, the artifact is, which yeah. is the um, it has to be metal and interact with water and whatever it was. So that's the the plain part that goes in there. It, there's mm. so various some elements that it basically gives you a framework to understand how time travel works yep. in that universe. Yeah. But the fact that you've got to go away and do that, there's that, appendices to yeah, this movie. There's like yeah. you've got to read a Questions book, which kind of doesn't really exist to yeah. understand the movie. I mean, um, a lot of movies are doing that now, especially with the the whole Star Wars saga. There's the scenes and there's books that they're releasing just before the films, mm. just to like. Okay, like can, canon. Yeah, canon, which is like five minutes before the film starts, yeah. and sometimes you have to see it, um, but you shouldn't have to. A film is a, it's, its own medium. Yeah. You should be able to go in and True. begin, middle, and end. I think they're taking that from the Japanese. Like, if you look at video games and anime, right, mm. that's such a common thing in that, where they'll have like canon that exists outside of the universe, but then becomes canon yeah. and it exists here, there, and everywhere. It's mm. a really common thing. Yeah, I just, I, th- I think for me, it was there's just no, um, the clear direction of like this is what it is, mm. and it just, there's too it many questions. You more than intrigue. It wasn't yeah, intriguing. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was frustrating. And you and know, there's a fine I'm, line between intrigue and, and frustration, yeah. isn't yeah. there? Yeah. But let me ask you this: looking at looking at Donny as a character, like, what did you think about him? Because I oh, think well, it's, that's the next thing we'll go on. Yeah. We'll go on direction and execution. Yeah. Um, I thought him as a character was really interesting. It was 2001, so it was it's quite a while ago mm. now, and obviously we've seen that model of character yeah, I mean, that archetype I, done and I th- over and over I, again I think next you know Mr. Robot being yeah. one prime yeah, example of yeah. something prime example do you get it? <laughs> I, um, I, th- I think next door to his house um, it's just American uh, American Beauty it's yeah. Kevin Spacey's house like it could be in the same yeah. the same world it's all in this like um, what's it called like desperate housewives like suburbia. crazy yeah, suburbia, sort of suburbia yeah. like everyone's Everyone's just everyone's getting pills, sunburned. Everyone's yeah. on got mental health. Yeah, mm. it's that old America. It's over Americanized in many ways. Yeah, and um, that was the style in the nineties. Yeah, it was. It? I mean, it, the obviously Don Diego's got all of his problems, and uh, he is he is such an interesting character because you you can't believe him. He's an unrelatable narrator, uh, an un, un, unreliable character. Sorry, and you know, you, is he telling the truth? Is he seeing the bunny? Is it just a figment of his imagination? Um, you know, when he sees all of the portals coming out of the people that shows the paths. I mean, that's very like early two thousands graphics. Um, <laughs> um, that's like that. certainly made it age, hasn't I mean, it? I think. I think. I liked. I liked him as a character. It was kind of everyone else. I didn't. I didn't feel like the 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 parents were believable. They're just happy about everything. They're smiling all of the time. Um, you know, the they don't really pay attention. No one seems to be in this world apart from Donnie, which is probably the, the filmmaker's intent. Yeah. Because you want to be with him and you, it, it is his story. But no one else felt real. Yeah. I and mean, I suppose when I say that out loud, it's like because they weren't yeah. in that that alternative reality I so. get what you're saying I think it is a, a theme that is built upon by the director that the kids for some reason know something that they don't so you've got Jim, Jim Cunningham the guy who's like love hate yeah, yeah. this is the line and Donnie's like this is completely ridiculous and then you've got the young girl as well who seem, who gets bullied and who just seems to see the world for what it is and it, she she's a very interesting yeah. character she, she, she sees very very little she barely she has any she pops up like, at key moments yeah like really. when he's when he's asking about time travel for yeah. the first time she's there yeah when and, I, and you look at her and you think what is your role amongst all this and it's so well placed like yeah. you say I, like I thought she was going to be you know the gatekeeper the guardian mm. whatever it was cause, and then you find out you know she's got Donnie's name on her book and she's clearly yeah. obsessed yeah. with him so I suppose that kind of makes sense but 
with her, you just don't know. No. And that's one of the things that just frustrates because it's... There's something I'm, there and it's yeah. not quite I mean, explored. I mean, I'm always... I always like, you know, pay off and set up. Uh, set up and pay off. Yeah. That's the big thing I always think about because we've made films in the past where they haven't had a payoff. We've set something up, but it's we've never... With the next ones, we've always been learning with the last one With a big setup. Mm-hmm is an expensive payoff yeah <laughs> and, and it's free when you set it up yeah. Yeah. and you can pay it off in your own head yeah. but to actually pay to it off a, on film it's it gets audience. expensive it's something yeah. we've talked about many times and that's, it's a really frustrating thing that often directors and filmmakers leave things unnecessarily ambiguous because they want to see it seen as if they're intellectually or creatively above the viewer mm-hmm. but in reality yeah sometimes to a degree that's okay and I think when it's done well it takes really good license but like I see where you come from in this case it's like well you weren't more intelligent than the yeah. viewer I don't like, think you and the fact it. that you had to create appendices yeah. in order for people to be able to understand yeah. it which, which is fine if you want people to really invest into this obviously when we just talked about Inception there yeah people say the end and it was it was it not well that's not the real point of it it was the whole concept behind it all and that's just an added little yeah. that's why I say that's when it's done well because it doesn't really matter yeah it's because right it, in the final scene it's if either it, yes or no yeah if there is if they're you still know. dreaming or not it's it, well it's we kinda... spoke about this with um, American Psycho oh, the best. like you were saying that you, you would have preferred a cathartic ending yeah, yeah I did as and, well and yeah. I, I was like well whether whether he's actually murdered people or not is not is not the the, point. the end yeah. the end of it. It's, yeah. it's the fact that him as a bad guy is being uh, punished yeah. by having to revert and you know and now eternity just, of hell. He's trying to seek release, but it, it just keeps going. And it yeah. just doesn't yeah. work. That's another one in the grand pantheon of movies that got me into movies as well. All right, what's your imagine. three then? So you got Donnie Darko, <sighs> American Psycho, and Fight Club, and uh, and Club, yeah. American Pie. Three. Yes. <laughs> Stifler's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great film, though. I think yeah. we should do the wedding on the board. Oh. We did the we did the first no. one. And oh, have you already done I was going to say, if you're going to do any, you've got the to first, do the, the first, first it's, the it's fantastic. Like, I convinced them all that it was best. If you want to go and listen to that one, it's probably the best part. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is a good one. Even yeah. if you don't like Eric Pie, it's a good discussion. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the, we've talked a little bit about direction, but maybe we could talk a bit more about... Um, cinematography or let's mix it with art direction as well because this film certainly has a particular look to it mm. uh, obviously it was shot in 2001 but it's you know it was obviously shot in film mm-hmm. so it's yep. it's, it's, the, it's certainly aesthetic. locked that down it doesn't look like an over-the-top 90s movie like it doesn't look like the fresh prince no um but it certainly has Imagine aged did, not aged weird. but matured it yeah. would look good, yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think of that then? And how do you I think, think it um, sort of aids the story? A lot of this is like dark and night and, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, sometimes overly dark. Overly dark. The scene in, in the bathroom, like, you would think there would be at least a bit of an edge light or something to See, grab I, some, I some like highlight. But the fact that it's like, it's muddy. Yeah. It's like really muddy. Mm-hmm. And it it works so well because it's, it's clearly showing like this this frazzled like headache, sleepy moment that he's in, mm. and it just goes to show that polish and making something look like super clean and nice isn't always the best option. Yeah. And this would essentially, when you think about it, like that was filmed and lit almost quote unquote badly, but it works so well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I look at that and I watch a movie like that, and I think it's Fincher-esque. I think it's got that kind of dark, grainy kind of blandish style. Where that's and, and stuff like that, that's why I don't think it's aged that badly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I yeah. have a close 
connection to this film, emotional connection. But so you guys will look at it and be like, ah, oh, it's age while I watch it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, nostalgia. It's beautiful. Yeah, we've we've got it from a 2018 yeah, perspective. Exactly. So I'm not the best to comment on it. But I mean, one of, one of the things I've noticed is the sky. The sky is obviously all replaced. Mm. Um, all right. That's very clear and obvious. Yeah, I think, as well. yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of emphasis on it, especially when you know the plane crashing. And there's a shot of the. the uh, the school and it you, you can clearly you know they wouldn't have got that on the day so that, I right. mean we'll get into visual effects later on but that's one of the main things that they did change um, because you know they added all the clowns and, and, and like I said some of it is quite dark but some of it is backlit a lot of this is backlit right um, you know you still see you still see enough detail and uh, but it's it's meant to be dark and gloomy because it does fit the tone um, there's a lot of greens there's a lot of blues there's you know you, you don't really see too many um, other colours, like brighter colours. It's nothing vibrant. Not, nothing not vibrant. Really. Um, there's just little bits throughout the film and certain scenes, mainly um, the bright sunny scenes. You know, they haven't tried to like mask them and go, oh, let's make this dark and gloomy. No, let's just keep them bright and sunny because there is a bit of a contrast. But even with the um, the costume to help the cinematography, again, it's, it's you know, it's plain. The, the the white shirts are not white. They've been washed lots of times, so that helps with the tone and everything like that. Even with a Halloween costume, you know, it's it's just it's simple. There's not a lot of bright colours going on, and it fits. The the one thing that I do actually take away from this is the the colour blue and the colour greens. And if you're going to do like a film like this, it's like uh, it's pretty good. Mm. I like I like the tone of it. Yeah, it was very consistent. It has. It certainly fits the narrative, doesn't it? Yeah, and kind of one of the only scenes that does have a lot of colour is the um, is the psych. He's uh, doctor's kind of house. You know, there's there's it's a bit brownie. There's a bit of red. There's a bit of uh, yellow in there. Um, and it it it. I think that's because that's that scene is somewhat a safe place. Mm. So and it's not his world. Everything else is his world, and then you know she she's she's separate from it, even though she's heavily involved with it. So, yeah. um. all right. Next up, we've got a. <laughs> Did I cover everything? No, that's good, that's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. What do you think about the editing in this film? How do you think it was paced out? I'm not gonna lie. I was clock watching. I was clock watching a little bit. Well, you know, I was on IMDb looking up fun facts for it. Yeah. I hope you've got some good ones. Then. But I was also <laughs> quite annoyed because I'd um. Got the seven-day trial of the BFI subscription <laughs> on Amazon Prime, and then when I went to watch the film in 4K, it just didn't play. Good thing is K Dog, K Diddy Do Dog, Christian, the third, the third uh, official, member, unofficial. Um, he he lent his Donnie Dark on DVD. Well, you know, when you've got a sweet 4K telly in front of you, <laughs> and you've got to watch it in what 567p. Yeah. Oh, terrible. It's, it's great, so yeah. every 25 minutes I was pausing it on my Playstation and going back to Amazon and seeing if like it would play. play it didn't I had to watch no. it on DVD I watched it on the like BFI like a peasant I so I got I rid of all I got rid of all my DVDs years ago I had it on DVD so I rented it from Amazon Prime for like 2 yeah and I, I watched it on whatever HD it was on BFI yeah. that's what I've got um, but didn't, yeah I mean didn't work the, the editing I, I was clock watching but it's probably not down to the you know the cuts and everything that, that was there wasn't really anything much to say about that like creatively it was just more what was going on within it mm. and okay and you're sitting there and you're like what like you're trying to figure out what's going on and even the payoff in the end I'm like this was two hours yeah I don't think you could probably shorten it because you do need to see his journey and seeing all of that it's just maybe it's the content that's in it I don't know how you would tell this differently I know we'll get into that later on but Within the editing point of view, 
you know, you can't really, you, you, you know, you could mess it up a little bit more. You could see him more into the future, what's going on, what's not, what's believable, what's not. But this is just the kind of the way they yeah. told it. Well, it's like one of those things, isn't it? It's, it could have been told in a memento fashion where this yeah, could see him pull backwards and things like that. But mm-hmm. it, it's not. It's presented as a continuous timeline. Yeah. And it's a continuous date. And you see the date structure, which can be confusing. Yeah. But it's actually diverging into two different timelines, which is like, well, so when that comes back around at the payoff at the end, you're like, when, when, how, yeah. and where and then did that to, happen? It has to like explain it, and you're like, oh, ah, that's where it yes. was, right? I get it now, and it's kind. Of, I, I don't know. It might just be the structure of that. It was simple in a way, but the context and the content in between it was very difficult to understand. Mm. So it's 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 a strange one. This I'll tell you a scene that that got us from looking at my phone on IMDb to like. Right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in, in on it now. Um who is it that plays the teacher again? What's her name? Um The old woman. No old um that's just been Oh Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. The scene where the, book. the new girl comes in oh. and she's like, Where are you gonna ah. sit? It's like well when you what pick, pick Choose the, the cutest boy, boy in the room. Yeah. Explain that, Dan, please. Oh, that's called uh, 90s America. That is, uh, Because <laughs> we can't make a movie without uh, somehow associating it to uh, teenage love and romance. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I suppose it's the only way to... It's not the only way, but it's the way to get... To, yeah. To it's introduce a, it's a them two together. It's a script. Uh, yeah. It's a motivating to, thing, to, isn't it? To get them in. I mean, the, the scene I really liked with, uh, with her was when... Uh, she was reading the book because yeah. there's a lot of emphasis on what she's saying about what is literally happening in the film t- at that moment. Well, I think yeah. she's fantastic in it. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I think she's she plays a brilliant role and she's a very complex and very deep character. Yeah. Um, One of the things I did think would happen that she was actually the old woman, Grandma Death. Ah, so yeah. I thought, oh, that's the twist because I knew or this was... Or is she? Yeah, I was like, is this... Because I was thinking, is this time travel? It's talking about it more. Is she the old woman? Because she's talking about this particular book and she's aged. And I thought, if that happens, all right, fair enough. But it didn't. So <laughs> it was just nothing. It was just nothing. But I didn't I didn't mind that scene either because I'll tell you where you come. But the reason why I don't is because I think it fits very securely in Drew Barrymore's character in the film. She is a bit sort of in your face and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. choose. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, okay. it, it, I, I mean, you, you need grandma death. Uh, that's what she's actually called in the film. If you haven't seen this, she's called Grandma Death. And she wrote, Grandma Death? Grandma yeah. Death. And you, I thought, again, we were going to have a conversation with her. He was going to go to her house and talk about the book and then you would find information yeah. that way in what it's all about. You didn't. That's the normal convention of what you would do. Everybody yeah. dies alone. Yeah. That's and all it, she says. Yeah. And you don't even hear her say it. She whispers yeah. it in Donnie's ear. You don't, you don't need her. In a way, because she doesn't... Oh, you're going to the leatherback, Grandma? Oh, yeah, maybe no. this time? This time? Nope. No. Oh, oh, too bad. Yeah. Oh, credits. Yeah. <laughs> you don't... I don't... Maybe you don't need her, because it's just a book that someone wrote. Do you need to see her? Okay, she is crazy about this subject that she wrote about. Does that actually help progress the story? Yeah. Or could you just get rid of it? It's just a book that someone... Yeah. And she, could... she's also another character who's portrayed as crazy. Yeah. So you can't trust her either. You can't trust her Until either. And I suppose with the book as well, we only get a glimpse into it. It's just... Um, I th- actually, I think the, the book is just to go, this is actually about time travel, this film. And then <laughs> that's it. So yeah. it's... Um, there's, there is, there's lots of different elements in it. This way, you're like, you've got them all on the wall and you're like, do I need all of these? Yeah. Can I take one away and it would be the exact same film and then make it a little bit simpler to understand? <sighs> It's a, there's, it's, there's you know that what? screen rant. Yeah, I mean, it's 
that's nothing to do with editing, really, apart from maybe <laughs> editing people out. Um, well, it's editing the story structure, isn't it? And it's like what we're going back to is maybe if they'd edited it differently, yeah. or if they had more content, because it, it would have been easier to It understand. is about, it, similarly, it's about time travel. That's what this film's about. Yeah. It's about, you know, a parallel path that he's gone on and he needs to, he's somehow realised that he needs to go on this path to save everyone else and he needs to die. In a normal time travel film, we would see them going to the future, going to the past, trying, like, this paradox of this. This is just every single day that goes by happens. That is why it's such a good movie, though. <laughs> It breaks ah, a, every convention. Yeah, but I, there's, a, there's the, those conventions are there for a reason. It's yeah. a it's a Rules time travel broken. movie without being sci-fi. It's not like we've got to get in the Lorian. Yeah, make sure you make it to ninety-five miles an hour. It's not like science fiction, is it? It is. It's science fiction in like a really dystopian way. Like there's no like flashy. There's no flash to it. At all, other than obviously like these uh these big soap bubbles coming yeah, out which of makes no people. sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, like I said, you could put this same thing into American Beauty and yeah, him seeing you know definitely. the soap bubbles and this time thing and the weirdness that is in that film is very similar to the weirdness that's in this. Yeah, They're very much connected. I mean, uh, came out the, a year before this i think yeah. done it so yeah. right. um so like it says that era was making these these types of films even american beauty has that kind of old school american high school yep. cheese in it yep. even though yeah. it's a fantastic yeah. movie and i love kevin spacey in it but it you can see the similar designs and similar themes definitely yeah yeah all right have you got anything on sound design apart from how great the soundtrack is that's that you that's next <laughs> that's next that's next <laughs> so the so the the foley the sound design elements, the way that they've added extra sound effects in to make it feel more filmic. Is this? Did you notice anything? Is there anything with the the weird um, yeah, things that come out of the chest? Like, yeah, <laughs> so I thought it was just going to turn into flubber. To be honest, uh, yeah. so. stop abusing Donnie Darko. It um, I didn't <laughs> notice anything completely out of place. There wasn't no. certainly wasn't anything ridiculous, uh, oh. weirdly or bad. Yeah, uh, but. Maybe because the visuals are from 2001, I was kind of like, well, the sound doesn't really age all that nah. badly anyway. Yeah. So, plus it was on DVD, so it was rubbish quality. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was DVDs all the time. <laughs> what is it? I will have it's Frank's voice again. So creepy. Yeah. 28 days. I mean, I think one one thing with Frank, we haven't really spoke about too much about him, is like, it looks scary. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the costume itself. I wasn't scared. Why not likely? You didn't be daft, man. Nah, no. anyway. And <laughs> the, the one thing is, uh, you know, with the reveal of him, you know, when he takes his his uh, mask off, he's like, well, who is this guy? Yeah. And you're like, I thought Rob's it was... back on the story again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was going to be Donnie Dargo in the mask, which, again, it probably could have been. Because no. it's just like, yeah. it's his, then you'd be like, all right, this oh, is okay. all in his head. So it's it's all in his head, or he is travelling back in time yeah. to see himself. Yeah, the, you know, the, then he, when he is in the future, which is is just like a week away, he is at the Halloween party and he randomly finds this, this costume and he's like, I've been seeing you all this time and he has to go back in time to... To realize, or he, the incidents happened, and then he figures out how to go back in time. But that's the one of my favorite, favorite story elements in the whole thing is the moment. So you see Frank right in the cinema, and there's a bullet hole through his eye, and you're like, okay, 
why is this weird guy sitting in a bunny suit yeah. in the cinema who tells him to go burn down a house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got a bullet hole through the eye. Then you see the real Frank later on who's alive in that universe and he kills him. And once you understand that, he has then made the reanimated dead. And this explanation's already too long, so therefore the re- proves it's too the, confusing. Yeah, the reanimated <laughs> dead. Yeah. And it's just like... But that, <sighs> and that then gives him the ability to travel between the two universes because Donnie killed him. So Frank then guides him to reemerge. But the who universes. was he in the first place? Just some <laughs> random dude who got murdered because he knocked over his girlfriend. Ooh, which that, was, that was brutal. That had yeah, yeah, that it looked, it had a look, saying. didn't it? I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, um, I didn't expect that coming. Yeah, Because yeah. there was no close-up to it. It was just like... <laughs> uh, it was done really well, actually. So that, it felt like you are actually watching it rather than yeah, like, yeah. Uh, this whole setup thing. Like, <gasps> like oh, no! Go, and then it's like, uh, headlights coming it's in. How, it's it's how like, you would imagine witnessing a car crash. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah, exactly what it's like. It's a really good example. Yeah, it wasn't shot away. Yeah, it's just the whole, who was that guy anyway yes you've run over his girlfriend but then it gives him the ability to time travel but then that time travel makes him save the entire world I know and it's like what yeah what is his it didn't save his, just his girlfriend uh, what is his major point who is he he's just a completely random dude that's just so happened to be made one of the like so the is he a MacGuffin then a um, MacGuffin is something that um, you uh, mug of um, it's something, it's something that's know. An object, a device in a film or a book which serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Yeah. So the perfect example is Pulp Fiction and the, the uh, case. briefcase. Yeah. It doesn't matter it doesn't what it matter is. What's in it. Yeah. Is it a soul? Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. I mean, I suppose he isn't a MacGuffin. Um, I mean, that's when he first sees the bunny costume. Yeah. Well, he's not because he's a crucial plot aspect, but the character's like meaningless. It could have been anyone. It couldn't have yeah. been Frank. It could have been Dave. Yeah. Or Dave in the bunny suit. Dude, yeah. It wouldn't matter who it was. Right. It could have been Donny, like you said, and it probably would have served the same plot point. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, and it would have been a little bit less confusing. Mm, if it, it was Donny. Yeah, because it's just like, well... 26 who, hours. Who is he? Who, what's what's going on? Like, Never. how does he actually time travel? But he doesn't time travel because he just stops the plane. It, I, and I, I don't really know. With, with telekinesis, Rob. <laughs> yeah, telekinesis. With another, telekinetic powers. There's another thing. He's and good. mind control. But you never see him do any telekinesis yeah he doesn't bend world. a spoon at any point he doesn't beforehand. move like a, anything so it's not in the matrix then it can it be because <laughs> no, you see that there uh, is really no spoon <laughs> it's just it I, I i really don't know what this, this well is let's um let's get the soundtrack then right, I'll, right. I'll um i've got the ost right, here this right this time so let's see button and it uh is muted so two seconds yeah, we'll go. Seamless. What we're going for. This is just the soundtrack. Is it? I mean, I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, it's amazing. So this is the score, essentially. Right. What do you think of this? It fit the purpose. Oh, yeah. It Doesn't really it? Did. It's freaky. Yeah, it's weird. Freaky. Ambient. You know, the... Tell you what's an amazing, amazing bit of... Right, because I stick to the tracks, because the tracks even before the Anchor and the Bunny Men, that's one of my favourite songs ever. Yeah. Um, But the... Can you find the sound of when he's sitting in the cinema with Frank? Because that is truly bone curdling stuff. That is. We'll That's see, how to we'll create. See if we do this live. Um, no, everything like fits the purpose. Is it this? That's it. This is a song in the soundtrack called "Burn It to the Ground." Yeah, that'll be the. That's when he's gone, isn't it? I thought there was some like sort of loud. Is there some? There might like, be choir lip. vocals. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously purpose made for this, and it fits the atmosphere. 
I'm gonna say again, this could be in American Beauty. It sounds like American Beauty, doesn't it? Two years before, uh, it came out before this, so... Mm. I'm gonna continue playing this, I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Dan, imagine if I asked you the question, how would you do it differently, you'd slap us in the face? It's perfect, you, you, never, you, <laughs> don't you wouldn't want to change, to change no. this. Mate, I completely understand where he's both coming from, because this is one of those films that, like, I've shown people in the past, um, I showed my two Norwegian friends who I lived with in Australia, right? And as you can imagine, English is fantastic. Oh, Dan, you've travelled, yeah. So has mate. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> and you can do telekinesis. They, they just looked at us and were like, are you, are you kidding? It's one of those films you're nervous, you love so much, but you're nervous about showing people because it's yeah. such a nightmare to explain. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I wouldn't do it differently because I love it, but yeah. I'm not going to say you're wrong when you turn around and go, I didn't understand it, Dan. So, Rob, how would you... No, I'm going to ask you a different question. What would you keep? <laughs> what was Ori? What would you stick... I mean, I stick with... No, I, I do like I do like Donnie. Mm-hmm. I do like Frank. Um, I think that element's really good. You know, you, you're seeing this creature around, whatever it is. Um, the time tra- travel element is... I don't think it's needed. I'd, 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 I'd like just the idea that he is just completely just insane because he is he's made up all of this he has to have some repercussion in the at the end but it's i don't know i just i just i think it's very convoluted i think some things answer it then and then 20 minutes later it's just like no that doesn't matter anymore but i I understand how you can get deep into this oh yeah and I, i i like a film like that i mean inception on the surface is not really that deep it's just because it goes into many dreams and it's so easy to understand but something like this, if you love it and you've read the book yeah. and the grandma death thing and all of the back stuff, yeah. I can see how this is a cult film compared to like other cult films that we've actually watched on the pod. Like Sahara. Yeah. Sahara is just an amazing this film. This is like one of those genuine old school cult films. Like it, it is the definition of. Yeah, I yeah. think it has to be. I mean, we've watched uh, The Big Lebowski on here and yeah. I, 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 I didn't particularly like it. I can kind of see why it's a cult film, but it's just more irritating than anything else. Because it, it's... It, the, at <laughs> least my opinion. At, at least uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I watched I'll, it as well and I didn't I didn't really see yeah, the great love. At least with this, you can go in depth with it and you can talk about all of these different elements. Something you like... You can really tear it apart. Yeah, and something something like that. that, that delve film, into it. You know, as a, as, a, as a group of mad people all, all reading the same book. Like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, you can go really in depth with it. I think even on the surface, that's very simple about what it's about. But it has these layers that you can read into. I feel with 2001, those layers were projected by the audience of people mm. who pretend that they really yes. like the film. And I don't think they were originally there. Unlike Donnie Darko, Where which his intention was completely yeah. to have to gain fans like Dan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the, Nerds the, like me. the entire intention of this film, it's, I think it's exactly what he wanted to write. And I it's just, cool that because of the, the whole theme of schizophrenia and stuff, yeah. it's, it's, it's built yeah. to be this non-traditional narrative. Yeah, I just, I just think um, maybe a little bit earlier on, it should have been edited yeah. instead of when it got to the studios and went, no, you need to make this shorter. It should have been done at the script stage. Uh, because there's a lot of films that do this and there's big elements that kind of go, well, if that was in, it kind of changes everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it kind of helps the audience um, understand, especially on the first watching. So I'll say that. I suppose when you've seen it nine times, it's a different film. But on the first watch, 
you're going to lose probably about 90% of your right. audience. Which is also why it makes it a cult film. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you yeah. lose yeah. 95% yeah. of your audience. Yeah, you will. But the 5% you keep are the most well, die-hard fans you'll ever why, have. This is why 15 years later, was it? 15, 16 years later. We're still talking about we're it. We're still talking yeah. about it. Um, even a couple of months ago, uh, Jake John Hall was interviewed about it. Yeah. The 15-year anniversary, whatever it was, and he was... He got asked a question about why it was so big, and I don't think even he knew. No, well, <laughs> if you look at the, we're going to trivia later, but I'll drop this in. He yeah. at the time turned around to Seth Rogen at like the after party. I read this online, and he and they both agreed they didn't have a clue what no, the movie was yeah, about. Exactly. It was one of his first like big, big I mean, movies he, as well. He, well, he wasn't. And really he probably read the script. He's like, don't understand it, but if you're going to give me the job, damn right, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, as, a, as an actor, especially, uh, it is a good role to play. Oh God, to me. Like, like you said, this got you. This is one of the roles that got you into acting yeah. or interested into it, um, and I can I can see that. Can. Yeah, and even soon you see looking back, and you see you've seen this role done so many times, which is true. But back then, when you watch that, and at, as at the very start of his career, and the depths that he goes to in that character, the stillness, the something that that he has became known for in a way, in and his, the lack in of his blinking career. and yeah, like that. which is a really obvious thing. Um, but it was all brand new back then. Yeah, it's well. We're gonna give it to Jake Gyllenhaal then. Jakey Jake. I mean, he's, he's been well. a, he's been around for ever. Really, he's done a lot. I love Jakey Jake, me big fan. Is um, it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I say Gyllenhaal. 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 I'm indifferent about Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favourites. Like he's definitely is he? up there. I liked him in Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was fantastic. One of the best movies. Um, he is. So I'll yeah. answer how I would do it differently. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry mate. Go ahead. <laughs> how would you do it differently, Rich? Uh, I think I need to watch it a couple more times. I honestly oh, don't God. feel like my opinion is valid enough because I just don't get it. <laughs> I like don't, if you just I'd... don't get, it's kind of like someone who doesn't understand climate change. <laughs> and then calls themselves a climate change denier. It's like, well, no, mate, no, 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 you, you just, just don't, don't get, get it. it. Yeah. You don't understand. You don't have your opinion isn't yeah. valid yeah. because you don't understand. You're not really allowed to have an opinion because you've not because read your opinion anything. is is is. <laughs> and you have the intellect just of a daft. Pee. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, not that you do. So, like, I don't really have like a like a strong political opinion because I just don't know enough about this stuff. <laughs> like, someone would ask my opinion, and I'd just be like, well. I can give you my opinion, but, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's a very noble way to comment on that, Rich. I'm very I'm, proud of you. I'm so I'll watch it a couple more times. <laughs> nice. I, I, I don't think I want to watch it again. No, I might. I wouldn't mind reading the book. The, how how long is the the grandma death book? Is it actually tiny? tiny? Yeah, right. you're talking. I think if memory serves is right, like ten pages long. All right, okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind reading that because I I do like time travel. I um, I want to explore that more in in me right now. I've got a few things that I, I want to. I do I think we've we've you'll, kind of got TV shows? You'll find ideas it interesting because it's it's a frame. It creates the framework of time travel in the the movie, mm-hmm. which makes it make sense. Okay, and it's different to whatever you've read. It's weird, and it's yeah. like it kind of makes no sense whatsoever. But time travel doesn't in many ways. No, I so mean, you'll read it, and, and yeah. it's a completely different take on time travel that will Great. make the movie make more sense. Great, I'll, I'll, I think I'll I think I'll revisit that and soon as well, just because yeah. I want it to be fresh. And I, I, I do, I, I love time travel. I think it's just the we best. We do love a bit of time travel, Rob. Yeah. We're time traveling right now. We are, mate. Yeah. This is actually... And the audience on time traveling the opposite way, because uh-huh. they've went into the past to listen have to you ever, this. Have you ever time traveled backwards? Uh, no. I have not. It's good. You should try it. I'll, I'll talk about it later. Hurry, <laughs> <laughs> Donny. Oh, you'll talk about it earlier? Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's time travel. Hey. See, that didn't make any sense. It's like didn't. this film. <laughs> 
method. So has this film aged? I don't think it's aged. I think it's just matured. Yeah, it's like it's, it's got crow's feet now, but uh, it's, it's certainly still good looking. It's like anything. It's a George Clooney of films. Nespresso. Nice. It's uh, a Nespresso. Yeah, it's an espresso. Yeah. <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> Other than that, the visual effects are clearly dated. Yeah. But I don't think they look necessarily terribly bad. There's because there's not enough of them in it, and yeah, not, exactly. They don't matter enough to make it an important thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not like there is a CGI character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking I around. I mean, the the effect of like the the thing coming out of the bodies that's on something else, and I can't remember what something like in another film. It's like it turns into like a creature or an alien or something. Flubber. <laughs> not flubber but it's it's like it, it's it, the same effect in Annihilation that we watched in the podcast oh yeah it is ah yeah like a bubble a good yeah, like man. a soap bubble mm, yeah. we didn't like that we didn't did you not like it no. Natalie Portman right she's yeah, like, no she's good in it oh she's like, brilliant kind the of films, like her as I a character film, man. Uh, another film I cried you would. I cried at the end if, if you like um, Annihilation don't go and listen to the podcast that we did because <laughs> we still hear the thing you know what <laughs> It's just gonna. Every time I come on the podcast, I'll just disagree with everything you say. Yeah, that's, Don't you know, that's perfect. That's what we need. Annihilation's yeah. amazing, right? It's not. Uh, What's going to right, what, Just give us a brief synopsis of why I like it so much. Why I like Annihilation so yeah, much? Yeah, yeah. I think the acting's fantastic. I think the cinematography's brilliant. The colouring's gorgeous. There's so many like little point elements. You know, when they go in and see the wall, and it's kind of like that floral pattern that's very Last of Us. Yeah, love that bit. All of that, I think, is great. Yeah. I think it's just the storyline is a bit rushed. <sighs> I did think it was a bit rushed. I'll give you that 100% because you kind of get to the end and you've seen this all long character build of all these women in this jungle together, um, hashtag feminism, and they go along and it's like, oh, okay, something building up and then all of a sudden they all just start popping off in the dead. And then you get to the last couple of scenes and the entire film happens in only a couple of scenes. Right at the end. So it's totally rushed, but I like that. I like the... The, the pace of it the build up so I'm, I'm in there and then it gives me exactly what I yeah. want at the end so we have the same opinion on it yeah. you just I just like it. that and I just, just dislike that <laughs> it was but just... we still understand exactly the same oh, thing oh yeah no yeah it was just 100%. extremely clever people doing dumb things yeah yeah I think that's what it was like, it was why more didn't they just the development yeah, why didn't they just walk along the coast to the lighthouse <laughs> instead of through the, 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 still the jungle but the coast's quicker. Uh, I don't know. And also the bear. Sorry, we're, we're, we're tangent. Oh, tangent. Anyway, but yes, I did see the exact same movie you did. I just liked it and you didn't like it. Yeah. Makes sense. I okay. like 90% of it. Mm. Yeah. Just not all of it together. Yeah. All right, let's move back on to what we're, what we're talking watching? about. Mad World. Yeah, Mad World. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> right. And today it's Mad World. Let's go for trivia. <laughs> I was wondering why it was so quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trivia, anyway. fun facts, fan theories, and is it is in, it in the, the Mirrix? I hope not. Uh, fun, uh, let's go fun facts, uh, fun theories. Well, I gave you my fun fact. Oh, you start to beat you at the game. Right, okay. My fun fact was was just the one that you said about Jake Gyllenhaal and Seth Rogen not understanding yeah. it. So, spoil that. I always forget. I've seen that movie so many times and I love Seth Rogen. Every time I watch it, I see Seth Rogen, I go, oh, it's Seth, it's Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. He's, he in, he's been in loads of stuff like back <laughs> yeah. then. It was like, just as a background character, yeah. he was. That was his like, first line in a feature film. Wasn't yeah, it? That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good line. Um, so, it's not in the Matrix then? It's definitely in the Matrix. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's in the Because Donnie has to die. So then what happens... Oh, he's the one. To... Exactly. He's he's in there with Neo, kicking it up with the Oracle, sipping pints with Jaboys. It could have it could have, it could have, it could have been a version of the Matrix. <laughs> well, he creates a separate reality. Is that not the simplicity of what the Matrix is? There, yeah. Therefore, it is in the Matrix. It might not be the, the Matrix, but it's a Matrix. 
Boosh. Maybe it's in the Battlestar Galactica universe. Could be anything, mate. Could be anything. With the Simpsons universe, there you go. It's in that. <laughs> right, so that was um that was that was Mad World. <laughs> that was Mad World. <laughs> that was that was a mad, mad film. It, it certainly is. was. Yeah, it's it's Is not... it worth a watch? Would you still suggest it to someone? Oh come on, From it's a cult phase, classic, a, Rob. It's a cult that's classic. That's a visual no. I would, I would definitely suggest it to someone, only to ask what their opinion on the film was, and then this, this film certainly creates a discussion, doesn't it? Yeah. And we've got to give it that. I mean, yes, yeah, sh- show to someone who you can have a discussion with, but don't show to someone, like, if you're on a date. Oh, no. Don't go it's watch not this. a popcorn movie. It's oh, do you want to popcorn. come round mine and watch Donnie Darko? You'll really fancy us after that. <laughs> yeah, don't. Who are you? You're you know? Yeah, don't do that, because they'll <laughs> run out screaming. And, uh no. It, I, I kind of go, would I recommend my dad it? And <laughs> nah, my dad would just be Yeah, like, I wouldn't recommend this film this? to my dad I either. mine really liked it. <laughs> I think I actually borrowed the DVD off my oh, dad. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if memory serves us right. Yeah, no. If you take lots of drugs though, you could watch this and have a good time. Hey, keen as a bean. <laughs> Don't so, take drugs. Well, not. So next week, Christian should be back, shouldn't he? So unfortunately, we're going to have to say bye to Dan. Not right now, you can sit back down. Um, <laughs> but next week, we're going to be watching a film called The Darjeeling Limited. Yep, so Wes Anderson. I've never heard of this film before. Uh, yeah. It's Wes Anderson. I can barely pronounce it. Fury, more fury watched ones. I have yeah, no yeah he's, he's, he's one of his most popular. Um, Lesser watched. And... Yeah, less less watched. Lesser yeah, probably. Watched, yeah. But it's I think it's one of my favourite of his. Um, I, the cast's obviously fantastic as it is. Um, the cinematography's always great in these films. You've I'm done having, you've done the Grand Budapest Hotel, haven't you? We haven't. No, have you not? No, no I no. thought you had done a show. No, I've, 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 I think I've, that's the only Wes Anderson film I've seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, I love that as well. Um, but this is it's it's quirky. Like right. all of his movies, yeah, yeah quirky, quirky. So um, it it should be fun. But it's one. Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody. So, isn't a lot of his movies Owen Wilson? I'm, I'm excited for it. They're all he's got the same cast in them all. Yeah, he's yeah, played different characters. Right, I think that's actually the end of the podcast. You know, is it? Yeah, you haven't done the end of news. Uh, not news movies. You haven't seen that. So that was the end of. You haven't seen that. We have now. And um, yeah, then we would do line. trivia round two, but obviously. Yeah. K-Dog's so ill-prepared. If you have stuck with us and you have seen um, Donnie Darko, let us know what you think about but it. But like, have you seen it? But have you seen it, yeah. If you haven't seen it nine times, apparently you haven't. Uh, <laughs> so if you have, let us know. Um, we're at The Film Nook on Twitter, um, Instagram, and you can email us at thefilmnook at gmail.com. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you want to just send in any questions about it and what you thought about it. Um, yeah, you we'd can. love to read out your discussions next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you liked it or not. Are you on Dan's team? Are you on Rob's team? Have you got a different idea about what the story is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd love to hear everyone's Theory. fan theories about <laughs> yeah. this. That'll yeah, be, I, uh... I definitely think there's a divide. I mean, I think, Rich, you're kind of on the fence. Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, you're, you know, you really like this, Dan, and I, I think I'm on the other side <laughs> completely. <laughs> And I'll, sometimes I like weird stuff like it's this. Good, that's a good balance. Yeah, it makes it a is. good podcast. That the it good debate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as always, uh, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you for Dan for coming in. You're very and welcome. We're going to get you back on. So, um, so 